Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Here's our host, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio. Well, as we continue to watch the uh, speaker's race uh, in Washington, D.C., they have uh, formally adjourned until 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 o'clock here in the state of Utah. Uh, As I understand it, there is a group of this uh, group of 20 from the Freedom Caucus who have been opposed to Kevin McCarthy uh, that are going to go into a closed door meeting uh, with Kevin McCarthy and a few other of his allies to see if they can't hammer out a deal or an agreement or a way to get to the majority of those uh, to yes. Uh, There are still a few hard no's out there, including Representative Biggs. So the margin for uh, for, uh, for Kevin McCarthy is still incredibly slim Uh, But it appears that there are some negotiations happening. We'll continue to track those. We'll see what happens when they reconvene at 6 p.m. Utah time, 8 p.m. back in our nation's capital. Well, the Supreme Court is set to rule on a race-based admissions case this year, but another admissions practice that is causing major problems uh, to universities and their credibility uh, is payoff-based admissions. Uh, This is where the wealthy can essentially buy their kids' admissions into elite colleges through donations. So what does that mean, and why is it such an issue when it comes to the fairness of our education system? Uh, And really delighted to have Rick Hess, resident fellow and director of education policy studies at American Enterprise Institute, join us. has a great piece on this. Uh, First of all, just kind of lay the groundwork in terms of this payoff-based college admissions. What does that look like? Sure. Hey, good to be with you, Boyd. Uh, look, what it means is, for good reason, that um, you know, a lot of us have raised deep concerns about race-based admissions. There's something fundamentally un-American about people getting into a college based on the color of their skin. Um, but one of the things that has come out, especially in some of the affirmative action lawsuits um, around Harvard's policies or North Carolina's, is it has made clear uh, how huge an advantage it is uh, in terms of getting in uh, if your parents are rich. Uh, if you're what we call a legacy, that means your parents or grandparents went to a college, or if they wrote big checks to the college, you're 15 times as likely, say in the case of Harvard, to get in mm-hmm. as somebody who doesn't write those checks. So what this means is these colleges promise that financial financial resources is no barrier to entry, that they are being flooded with applications by folks who've worked hard, played by the rules. Um, They offer fast passes to these wonderful jobs in graduate schools. And that means that these colleges have an incredibly important job to be fair, 
um, and, uh, you, you know, fair-minded arbiters of who's going to get to take advantage of these opportunities. And it turns out that in order to add money to their endowments, in order to subsidize their bloated bureaucracies, in order to add new departments of, you know, diversity studies, uh, these college presidents are selling access to the connected and the rich. And even worse is taxpayers are subsidizing this Mm. because against IRS code, the people who write these big checks then go ahead and deduct it as a gift. (laughs) And since most of them are in really high tax brackets, that means they're ponying up 50 cents on the dollar uh, when they're buying access for their kids and grandkids. And working folks who pay taxes are ponying up the other 50%. Wow. And, and what could possibly go wrong there? <laughs> so, so many things to dig into on that. Uh, when it, it, the more you think about it, the the more frustrating it becomes. Because yes, people, those people are making those th- donations, and they're getting a a tax credit for that, which is also helpful. And it then allows them to get their child or their grandchild uh, into those elite universities, and the and the system rolls on. Uh, and it seems to me that that is a uh, that is a huge, huge problem in terms of any kind of uh, I mean, whether we're talking about uh, race based admission or just this VIP access admission. Uh, th- there's some similarities there that uh, it'll be interesting to see if the if the courts were ever to take on that kind of situation. Big time similarities. This is one of the you know one of the points I think folks who defend affirmative action frequently make with some justification is. Why Why are we tolerating that? Because we shouldn't be. Yeah. You know, one of the things, if you're a wealthy person and you give write a big check to a university because you want box seats for the 50-yard line uh, for, for the football games, you're not allowed, you know, and you write them a big check and then you get, you get the box seats, you're not allowed to write off the value of the box seat. Um, that, the IRS says, look, that's a transaction, not a gift. You can only write off the part where you're not benefiting. Mm. What's bizarre is you're not allowed to you're not allowed to do this to get good seats to football or basketball games, but you are allowed to do this and write it off and have taxpayers pick up the tab if you're doing it so your kid or grandkid uh, can take one of the scarce admission slots. Oh. All right. So how do we how do we fix this this part of the equation? <laughs> So, you know, so, so, I mean, one of the nice things is this is, seems like one of the places where even this year you can imagine uh, folks on the right and left coming together. Folks on the left worry a lot about talk a lot about equality of opportunity. Folks on the right are, are concerned both about opportunity and also about these colleges uh, that are pocketing huge sums for ideological agendas. So there's deals to be done. One is the IRS can simply clarify that its code means what it says. Um, that you're not allowed to deduct this part. A second thing uh, is Senator Ron Wyden has a bill, which is kind of a version of this, which says, look, you're not allowed to write checks and deduct them from universities uh, where if your kid or grandkid is going there. Um, And we can just say, look, if your kid or grandkid attends university anytime, say, in the next 10 years or 10 years after you write the check, uh, it's not deductible. And we could simply insist, say, that universities hold these funds in escrow. Uh, an even better version would be to say, look, um, universities have to make a choice. 
they can either have uh, selective admissions where they get to choose who comes, but then gifts to them are not tax deductible because they're, you know, they're already benefiting under a whole bunch of nonprofit elements of the U.S. tax code, or if they want those gifts to be deductible, that they're no longer allowed to pick who comes because this makes for this kind of gamesmanship. They have to have a lottery like charter schools have, mm. where everybody who applies um, and meets qualifications gets their name thrown in a hat, and then there's no room for this kind of connection to play out. So there are a bunch of ways, uh, both through kind of existing law or by writing uh, new regulations governing uh, how higher ed institutions kind of do their business uh, that could start to address this stuff. And, you know, the great thing is if higher ed institutions aren't allowed to play this game, it means rich people no longer are going to be shaken down in the same way, which maybe means they'll have more incentive to write checks to community colleges or mm. startup colleges rather than just write, send more money to universities, which already have billion-dollar endowments. Yeah, fascinating. Great insight, as always. Rick Cass, resident fellow and director of education policy studies at American Enterprise Institute. Uh, Rick, this is a, a real deep dive on this one, but this is one of those, if we are going to talk about opportunity and equality, uh, we have to make sure that it's not just uh, the the wealthy and the well-connected uh, using that ladder to get to the top and then pulling the ladder up behind them. Uh, that's not the way the system's <laughs> supposed to work. Well said. <laughs> All right. Again, Rick Cass from uh, AEI. Always great to have him on. Uh, Rick, thanks again. Have a great rest of your day. Hey, my pleasure. You too. All right. Uh, we'll step aside for one last commercial break. Coming up, some final thoughts on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Stick around. We'll be right back. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.